Hello, and welcome to the Be Love, Spread Love podcast. I'm your host, Maya by name, recording artist, writer, and inspirational speaker. I am so excited to share insights, real stories, and tips to help you embody the authentic, aligned, happy, and loving human you want to be and see in the world. Welcome back to the Be Love, Spread Love podcast. How is your heart today? I am so stoked for my guest today, you guys. Lyricist, rapper, and someone I'm proud to call friend and crew, Alex Anani. Get um, how y'all doing? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. I've been up since like four o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know why that's like my new rising time, but rising I'll shine. take it. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been, you've been doing some, um, some running too, right? You've been getting into yes, exercise. I've, I've been running like three, three times a week now. Um, shout out to my boy, Kenny. He, he kind of got me into it. Like he kind of influenced me to do it. I kept, we worked together and I kept seeing him posted on a Nike app and I'm mm. like, man, who go running all the time. And he does like all the tough mutter obstacle courses. He's done a Turkey trot. I've, I've never been a runner. Uh, man, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do calisthenics all day. I'll get in the gym with you, but running, I'm like, yeah. See, but it's good I'm, for you, right? How you feel? I feel great. I want to say the first day I did it, my legs felt so heavy. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I got to get back out there. Right, right. Keep it going. Is that, do yeah. you feel like that's helping? Is that helping your mental? For sure. Um, it, it helps with a lot, you know. And prior to that, I, um, I get up every morning. I come straight down in the basement on my yoga mat. I got a a jug of water with me and I'm like I stretch I do various stretches for about 30 seconds a piece that leads up to almost like 15 minutes of stretching which mm-hmm. is like another and then on top of that I meditate for 15 to 20 minutes right after that so before I'm even getting myself in the shower and ready to go clock into a nine to five I'm already centered see and let's let's talk about that real quick because I, I mean I obviously want to talk to you about what you do but that's really important and I feel like, again, I, ha- I actually spoke to a coach about this, um, about how there's kind of this this stigma with uh, men and yoga and meditating and, um, you know, people don't always feel that it's that it's for them. What, what would you say to people who kind of feel some type of way about <laughs> about getting centered and aligned? How would you say that it's really helped you? I think it's a it was a stigma that's been pushed on us, especially as black men from, I don't know, the dawn of time. We were just always taught to be strong mm-hmm. and when that's and that when you're just only taught to be that you just heart in yourself all the way through you know mm-hmm. you don't all you know is don't let nobody disrupt what i got going on and and then it also makes you aggressive it it just and when you excuse me when you have all that aggression you don't have ways to release that Mm-hmm. all the time so that turns into projecting your aggression onto anything and anyone right and then you just and then after that it's like when something don't work out you just like well all i know how to do is be strong and then that turns into also you being emotionless and right. and unexpressive and i found myself being that way for so long 
and and I couldn't communicate my feelings because I was raised not to talk about my feelings. So it was like, all right, I'm a doer. I'm not about to just I'm not about to spill spill my guts out to nobody, man. So I'm a I'm a man. Like, you know, it is what it is. No matter right. how tall or short you are, it's just you have that complex. But right. you gotta you gotta take that chisel and start breaking that wall. Cause if not, it's just gonna be you in a dark room being strong as I don't know what, but then you don't know where to put your energy at. Right. Now you you have found a way to mm-hmm. be vulnerable and open in your music, right? Um, yes. I think what's so dope about you is you're not afraid to just just say, just talk your shit, just talk about life and what it what it's really been for you. So where, I mean, where do you get all of your inspiration from? Um, anything of anything of I observe, I have to, you know, I get inspiration from conversing with friends and family. I get it from what I see my environment, my past traumas, um, things I've went through recently, you know, I just, it's all about timing. So I make sure I, I preserve it the right way and then release and release music the right way as well. You know, I don't want to spill out everything all at once because after that, I feel like, dang, I don't have nothing else. I don't have nothing. Like my whole story is told. All of my right. experiences are out there. And now it's like, damn, what do I do next? Right. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> um, so, t- I mean, about about your music, how long have you how long have you been making music? You know, how did you know? When did you know that music was was your purpose? It was something you wanted to do forever. Oh, man, I remember being. God, I remember being about like 12 years old and my older cousin, Sean, was freestyling and he was already in high school. And he would bring his friends over and stuff. And they was like, they would be freestyling. And these is like kids that's in the street. So I'm like, I was fascinated by it. My parents, my parents was not like hip hop fans. I mean, they were, but anything that was radio edited was just proper. That was, that was the way. Right. But being around my older cousins and my uncles, it was like, oh, I got to listen to the locks. I got to listen to DMX. And being around my aunt, I got to listen to Nas and AZ. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'll go home and I'm like, dang, I got all these Will Smith CDs here, man. I'm like, I can't let nobody know I'm listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, but I'm also not a, I'm also not this rough, roughneck kid either. So I found myself at like this complex and I remember he kept rapping and I, and I wanted to say something so bad and I didn't know what to say. So it turned into me like trying to beatbox or produce. I remember asking my parents for like turntables as a kid. They were like, no. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then when I moved to Georgia um, in 2001, and I remember like that transition wasn't going so well for me and constantly being in trouble and neglecting doing schoolwork and things like that. You a kid, you just kind of like, all right, man, I'm in a place where I don't want to be. I don't know nobody here. Mm-hmm. I found myself writing and I remember my mom's boyfriend at the time had Illmatic so everything was taken out my room Maya I legit like my PlayStation <laughs> 2 is gone my TV's gone <laughs> I had nothing but a bed and a desk like I was like yo this is horrible I was like but they didn't say I couldn't play music 
So I already mm. had a radio and I went to go grab a CD. And the first song that I heard, oh God, was Life's a Bitch. And I was like, oh, what is this? So I studied that album. I fell asleep to it. And I started trying to write my own lyrics to, to the beats that was just on Illmatic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I think I could do this. But I was writing from the age of like 13 to like 17. And by the time I was 17, I told my parents, I was like, I want to do music. And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) You know, my mom was kind of like, all right. And my pops legit was like, ain't nobody making from Buffalo. You got to do something else. And I was like, no, just right then and there. No. Right. And I, I figure like, yo, I had to believe in myself at that point because I didn't want to do what everybody else did. And I wanted to make music my own way. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to conform to anybody's flow at the time. Mm -hmm. Hip hop was transitioning to more of the, the Southern wave. And that was cool because that was dope to go to parties and do the, Oh, I think they like me and the snapping and stuff like that. It's fun, but I didn't feel that within my story. So Mm -hmm. I was having hard times with producers. I was having hard times um, being in certain studio sessions because they was just trying to feed me those kind of beats. And I was like, I don't want that. I'm 17 Mm -hmm. years old and they just looking at me as some little light-skinned kid. Like, yo, man, you want to do some wavy stuff. Like, you want to do something that's going to get the people going. But I'm like, no, I think I got a little more of a message because I'm a little older now. I've seen some things and there's some stuff I want to talk about and put my Mm -hmm. own spin on it. And everybody was kind of just kind of kicking me off to the side. So then I started going to certain music events and and buffing. That just led me to, I was crazy enough to get in ciphers with like people like, uh, oh my God, man, people like Thugsman and like seeing Benny. And I'm like, yo, man, Mm -hmm. I'm really in the, I'm really in the trenches (laughs) but i had to know how to rap around these people because i'm like eventually i'm gonna have to say something i done took four years of my life just writing in a room and i'm like nah i gotta spit i i gotta do this and i've been doing it ever since then and i'm i'll be 32 next month so that's amazing i love that story you know it's funny because it's, you know, I had, I had been through that, that similar thing of, of staying true to yourself versus uh, joining the wave. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's something a lot of artists battle. Um, it, it's so difficult to have people in your ear saying what you should do, but you, you know, in your heart, what you're supposed to do, what you're meant to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, I love it though. And I, I think that's why me and you connect so well, because I already knew from seeing you at the first, uh, vibrations this was like 20 ooh, was it 17 or 16 i, 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 be, I believe it was 20 oh i believe it was, it was 17 i ooh. think because we yeah, were going yeah. we was in uh in the cathedral joint and miles mm-hmm. b already knew who you was and i was shaking his hand and he was like yo doesn't she look beautiful and i just happened to turn around and i was like oh my god and, and the <laughs> light hit you and uh and the the fan was on point, and I remember you 
my favorite part, you was like, you was giving a signal with the earpiece, like, yo, turn me up. And I was like, oh, she knows what she's doing. I'm like, you, you are too much. I love it. I was so amped. And that's just what made me, that's what made me just started coming to all your shows. And then I was letting the crew know, I was like, dog, y'all got to hear her. Put the video on. It was like, yo, who is this? I'm like, that's Maya by name. Oh, man. And you already know it's been, it's oh, been, man. the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> so I want to talk about your most recent project, the Sunrise EP. Yes. What is your personal favorite track off the project, if you have one, and why? Perfect. Perfect is my... That's, that's, I like that. That one too. is my <laughs> favorite song on the Sunrise EP. Um, probably one of the most authentic songs I have made to date. I, when I heard the beat, I told Caso, shout out to Caso Beats. I was like, yo, this is a hit. I said, give me something out of the norm. I said, I want something that's going to connect with people. And when he heard it, he was like, dude, this is okay. Yeah, we got one. We we got one. And I remember when I started writing it, I was trying to go through that beginning stages of like, man, what should I do? What should I talk about? Right. Oh, man, you know how your mind just start racing. And I was like, you know what? I got to tone my mind down and just let whatever going to come out, come out. And it did. Right. And I was just like, yo, this is my story. I never really gave that much of a personal piece of me on a track like that because I just I know how to rap off a of technicality and just wordplay alone I know how to do that mm. but to actually talk about me that was just like Ooh, okay Ooh, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be something but I gotta make it right right and I started getting right. people coming up to me, even at work, because I don't even tell people at work that I rap. It's it's a whole Bruce Wayne Batman effect over here. It's just like, hi, I'm Alex Stokes. And they don't know none of that. They don't know Alex mm -hmm. Anani at all until somebody said, yo, I like your song. And everybody in the lab, like, what is they talking about? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of like, yo, I appreciate that. You know, just kind of, you yeah. know, hit it. You know, I did the tap on the chest, like, you know, you got to keep that quiet, though, because they don't know I'm Batman <laughs> outside of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, because you because you mentioned it, and obviously it is your stage name, where did Alex Anani come oh, from? Oh, man, my original stage name was Alexander Anonymous, which was already, mm. it was, uh, when I wrote it out, I, I said, Jesus Christ, this is long. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm I'm trying to picture this on websites. I'm trying to picture this on stickers. And I'm like, yo, they are going to mess up the spelling of this. I don't even know if people know how to spell anonymous correctly. And oh, no. <laughs> when I got a Nani, I was like, that's a nickname for anonymous. So when mm. people started, when I started just getting out there more, it was just like, yo, what's up, Anani? What's up, Anani? And then I'm like, all right. Alex Anani it is. Boom. I right. still get people from time to time who know me back in like rapping back in like uh, 2012, jumping in ciphers throughout the town. Alexander Anonymous. I still get that from time to time. Or I 
But now it's just like, yo, Anane, I would hear people scream it in the most random places. And I'm like, oh, all right, yo, this is somebody who I used to be rocking a mic with. This is somebody who knows me. So I'm like, all right, cool. Right. That's dope. So I know that you, um, you know, this is also something that we connected on right away, that you you fund your own projects. You hire your videographers, your photographers, mm-hmm. your, you, you, you run your stuff yes. and you are very hands-on. How important is it to be involved in every aspect of your work? And do you think that that's something more artists should do? I think more artists should be more hands-on with what they want. I think you have to be very specific now because it is so easy for your narrative and your story to be taken the wrong way, to be um, to be told in a total different light. You know, if you're going to have somebody else that's on your team that's helping you either fund or, you know, shoot your videos or mix and master your music or even produce your music, they have to know you. So... You know, with me and Casa, we've been friends for the past, like, oh, my gosh, man. I want to say, like, the past, has it been, like, eight years now? Yeah. Mm. And I've been recording with him ever since. Looking for a studio. Come to find out, we was already working at the same job together. And we went to the same college. So it was like, oh, shoot. We had the same um, recording uh, class at Villa Maria College. Anthony. And mm. and once we started connecting off of that, it was like, yo, dag, man, it's kind of like this was meant to happen. This was meant to line up. And um, I That's had to dope. I had to be hands on with everything because I had a I was in a group. It was uh, me and my cousin at the time. And we dropped a mixtape in 2013, like the beginning of the year. And mm. somehow that mixtape from that piff had got caught wind of somebody on E1 and I never really Mm. told this story and they hit us up and was talking about yo we like what y'all doing we like this this and this but um we can just we want to get you signed and get to the door and I and at first I was down I was like all right cool because we we how old am I at the time? I'm like, I just turned 24. I'm broke. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. So he was talking about it, even split at 300,000. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. But I got to shout out my cousin, Johnny Proper, who actually kind of reeled me back in because he was just like, yo, we put so much into this. We've been rapping since 06. And it don't seem like they want that. They don't put the TLC on it. It just seemed like they just want to get us there and just be just artists. And right. yeah, we'll take the money, but how will we know if we ever get released? So I'm asking him like questions. I'm a, I am like straight shot, straightforward. Okay. How do I know that when I sign this, that we ink this deal, that we are actually going to have a funded, promoted release project? And his response right. was, look, I don't really care about the music like that. I just want to get y'all to the door. And when Oops. I heard that, I was like, I appreciate Damn. you. Thanks. And I was like, you know what? I will never take a label deal unless unless, it's, unless I can create that leverage enough where someone is going to say, yo, 
he got everything that he need. All he need is the backing. I can find him right. I was just gonna ask you that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's. I feel like that's something you know when you're younger, and you want to you, you know you dream of having a music mm-hmm. career. We've all done it where we sit and we go, oh my god, to be signed to a major would be insane. Yep. You know, and you spend you spend <laughs> you spend your your young life <laughs> dreaming of being mm-hmm. signed. And then you you learn the realities and you learn the pitfalls of a lot of those deals. Man, and, I had the Def Jam um, dream so many times. I was like, man, I oh, can't yeah. wait! I can't wait to get over there with like with LO and Method Man and Red Man <laughs> and and DMX. I can't wait to get over there. And then like, then it was right, just like they all right. left. I'm like, wait, no, I I didn't get there yet. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> And you know what it is? I mean, it's not that there's not, um, I mean, there are certainly advantages to, to either, either direction you choose to go as an artist. You know, I wouldn't tell anybody one way or the other. I would just say, do your yes. research and make sure you have people to, that are reading the contracts. Do not read a contract alone. Exactly. <laughs> have, have a lawyer exactly. with you, a couple lawyers if you have to. Um, yeah, and make sure that the deal is, is yes. right for you as an artist and you're getting out of it what you exactly. want. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know that, you know, uh, speaking of the entire industry, um, COVID has been crazy on the no. music industry. Um, I know all the, you know, all the smaller venues are, are closed. And I know, you know, even even larger venues, um, we can't fill them at this time, of course. Um, so all of the, you know, tours and concerts have been uh, discontinued, yeah. <laughs> really, you know, canceled till who knows when. Um, how has this time, you know, has this put any new pressure on you that you maybe didn't feel before or, you know, has, how has this affected um, you? Honestly, it, it hasn't in that way. It just, I took it as a sign of, we are all at a even playing field now more than ever mm. because now can't nobody tour. I mean, you could do the virtual, mm-hmm. you can do virtual. This is, we can connect to the people now where it doesn't seem like, Hey, I am. I am Alex Anani is on this on Mount Olympus and you guys are somewhere down there in Greece just chilling. Like, no, this is right. We're all we're all human and it and it just made me think of, you know what, this this is prepping me for the takeoff in 2021. This is this is my preparation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's all a buckle down. It's like, okay, we have mm-hmm. nothing but time, you know. I mean, if you're still traveling, just be safe, wash your hands, wear a mask. And um right. And this is the time to just to just sharpen up on consistency and also get into new ventures and things like that. Right. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, you know, I know I know your heart and I know, you know, you've been an incredible friend to me outside of obviously the work that we've done, but you're a partner, you're a family man, you take care of your Mm -hmm. people and you move with integrity. How important is staying solid to you? Because obviously not everybody is. (laughs) I think solidarity is key. And I, but that has to come with consistency within self. Um, If you don't, Mm. I'm one of those people where, if it if it doesn't naturally come from you, then everything that you touch will crumble. It's like the Medusa effect. It's just you, you look at it it's gonna turn to stone and it's just it's not gonna move. It's not gonna do anything. So mm-hmm. having people that are solid around you and you guys don't all have to be y'all don't all have to be in the same avenue, but 
y'all all have the same morals and the same um and the same foundation that they want for themselves and people who can actually themselves and communicate on those good and bad days mm-hmm. that's it's amazing i i feel like i feel like everybody should have a crew you all and your crew should be solid you know if you have if i'm the artist and somebody else is the videographer and someone else is a gamer and someone else is a motivational speaker and another one's an author it's just like oh my i look at it as like man look at how many businesses i can invest into and i can just when i make mm. it i can just pull my friends up fund their i can fund any dream that they have so they don't mm. have to they don't have to go to outside sources and and look you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or feel like they have to put on that, mm-hmm. that face of desperation to kind of be like, here, look, I got this product. No, because if I'm that, if it's going to take for me to make it, for my crew mm-hmm. to make it, then I have to be that mantle. And and it's, it's going to go through me. So mm-hmm. I'm just willing to step up to the plate and accept that challenge. So what's next? For you, I know we talk about um, you're working on Man of Metal. I don't know if you can tell the yes, people I anything. I could tell but, you. Um, if you have anything, definitely tell us. Oh your plans. man, I just <laughs> Man of Metal is like honestly two tracks and a couple more things of being away from finish. Um, we're we're going big with that one. Um, we're I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but we're going we're going for the big push with that one, especially with COVID going on. And you have to just, you got to just keep putting yourself out there. I mean, even for me, just running, people see it. And it's just like, yo, man, kind of inspiring me to get out there and run. I was cold as hell outside, but I kind of want to do something. I'm like, all right, well, right. go for it. <laughs> you know, like, this is the times I'm at the park. You're more than welcome. Wear a mask and keep up. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> I'm like, <laughs> not gonna, I don't want to, I'm not going to hold your hand through it, but I'm like, Let's get it. Right, right. So now, is this a um, is this an no, EP no, album? Like, album? What are we doing? We're going full album mode from now oh, on. Right now, you know, I just um, I guys EP when I did it, it was so on the fly, and I made it in less than like, oh man, I made it in like weeks. And mm-hmm. the real reason why it takes me a long time for projects to come out is because. My wife always says this. She said, you got to stop being such a perfectionist. And Caso does it too. He's like, yo, you are always in your head. And and I don't want to Dr. Dre this thing. So I don't want to sit on music for years and years and years. And I told myself, every every song that I have will be put out. I don't want to, I don't want to be one of those artists where it's like if I go or if I walk away from music, it's like. But Anani left like seven albums there that we don't even have. No, you're you're gonna get all of it. Mm. You're gonna get all of it. You're gonna get all of me. Mm. So then it's like when I'm not doing music anymore or I'm doing something totally different, it's like, geez, I remember when this dude was Alex Anani and he was rapping. Now he's Alex Anani, the business mogul, or or <laughs> the survivorless or whatever. Like I just I do a lot. I want a lot, so I do a lot, and I'm just learning how to mm-hmm. pace myself, which in terms 
helps me to run so much and help me to stay healthy and keep a plant-based diet because I feel good. I feel light on my feet. At one point, I was 185 pounds when I was 21 years old. And, you know, that I'm 5'8", you know, and some people kind of look at that to me. They were like, yo, man, when you were bigger, it was kind of like it was you were better. No, I didn't have the energy on stage. I didn't I didn't move the way how I moved. I I have to be limber. I have to be fluid. And I'm 32. I don't I don't want to I don't want to feel old. I got a metabolism now like mm-hmm. a 19 year old from reversing my diet. You know, people think now that I'm 25, 26 and I'm like, no, I'm 31. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm 31. <laughs> so it's just that the, I'm trying to keep the young man energy going forever for as long as I can, for as long as I can do it. Absolutely. It's, it's all about that, that mind, body, soul, and you're working on all yes. three. So you're going to be just fine. Be just fine. Well, please tell the people where they can find you, follow you, and listen to your awesome. I music. am on all streaming platforms. Alex Anani, A L E X A N O N N Y, not Anani, not Anoni. Gosh, when people butcher my name, it hurts. <laughs> I'm like, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, follow me on. Don't hurt his Follow That's me funny. on Instagram at Alex Anani. <laughs> I got more music on the way. Beautiful. Um. And I'll shoot in uh, 2021. I'm, I'm, I am making it my goal to at least hit y'all with three more albums. Beautiful. Come on, consistency. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Oh, today. you are so welcome, Maya. Thank you for having me. I'm sending you so, so much love on your journey. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, be love and spread love. Bye.